garden of wild roses. Once upon a time, not of old, but of near, there were two warring kingdoms, El Abra and Alegria, who were ruled by great monarchs. In the middle of a war, a father comforted his son as he was about to go to battle. Papa, please don't leave me. The young boy begged, not knowing that the great king was listening. Son, it is my duty as a knight to protect the king at all cost. It is my duty to defend this kingdom. One day you will understand when you will become a warrior like me yourself. As his father was fighting, he looked through the holes of the kingdom's gate. The older man was about to get hit by a sword, but swooping like a hero, the king of El Abra came and saved his beloved father. In a booming voice, the mighty ruler said, As much as you have a duty to me in this kingdom, you have a duty to your child to live. From that peephole, Ethan swore he will become a knight himself and will be faithful to the royal family at all costs. After thousands have died, both kings decided on a truce. Rules were made including knights to no longer marry to provide full allegiance to the crown, allowing the passage in the Ilfuego forest and exchange of goods among others. The most important agreement of all was for the prince and princess to marry when they turned 21 to completely bind the two nations. When peace reigned and before both factions would head back to their respective homes, a boy was plucking wild roses while a little girl was throwing tiny pebbles to the lake. Who are you? He bravely asked. I am the princess, she confidently replied, her pink frock soiled with mud. And you? The boy laughed, not believing the girl, of course. Every little girl in El Abra claims to be one. But despite it, the boy went along with it. If you are the princess, then I am a knight and I will forever be loyal to you, your highness. She held her head high. Very good. As your princess, I command you to give me those flowers you're holding. The boy obliged with a bow. Unlike my mother, the queen, who loves magnolias, I will get married one day in a garden filled with these flowers, whatever these are. Wild roses. The boy said in an almost whisper. She wants to get married. She wants it perfect. She wants a granddaddy preaching the service. She wants magnolias out in the country. Not too many people save her daddy some money. Ooh, she got it all planned out. Yeah.
That was the first time Ethan and Emmanuel met. Years have passed and the two have already forgotten each other. Both kings have grown old and there were rumors of an attack from neighboring Moro kingdoms. At the age of 18, Ethan was sworn to knighthood, honor, celibacy, absolute faith and loyalty to the royal crown of El Abra. His long and arduous training from childhood constituted basic education, good manners and rules of etiquette, chivalric rules, horsemanship, climbing and swimming, throwing stones, javelins, equestrian skills, archery, wrestling, strategy, siege warfare, and weaponry. At the age of 18, Emmanuel learned the ways of being a princess and as the sole heiress of the land of Allegria. Of course, with mischief on the side, without her parents knowing, and to the headache of her handmaidens. She mastered how to and who to curtsy, learned how to act like a perfect lady, no matter the situation, diplomacy, how to dress appropriately, poise and finesse, to talk with grace and knowledge, to diffuse any situation, elevated etiquette, while also reading a lot of books. In the beautiful kingdom of El Abra, Sir Ethan was practicing his archery near the palace when Prince Caspian called him. Your Highness, Sir Ethan, I have a request, if I may please. Father asked me to write a letter to the princess of Allegria, but I really don't have time for that. Kindly write an epistle for me, and if you could please hand the letter yourself, you know where my seals are. Yes, Your Majesty. Passing through the El Fuego forest, it would only take one and a half hours riding a horse instead of the usual half a day if he passes through the main road. From afar, halfway through his journey, he saw a cloaked rider trying to control his wild horse. Being an expert on even non-domesticated horses, he jumped to the white-made animal and manned it, saving the rider whose cloak fell, revealing a maiden. When he finally saw her face, he was smitten. He has never seen anyone this beautiful, not even Princess Edivane of El Abra. What is this I'm feeling? Why is my heart pounding? My lady, she laughed, amused, my lord. My lady, why are you riding a wild horse? Those days, women are expected by society to be demure. Because I am a wild lady? The knight had no idea that it was the princess he was talking to. Throughout the journey, they have talked about alchemy, constellations, arithmetic, music, art, philosophy, and everything under the sun. As they were nearing the gates of the golden kingdom of Allegria, she snooped. What do you think of the princess? I haven't gazed upon her yet, my lady. They said she's as enthralling as the bright side of the moon, 
but it's mysterious as its dark side. I don't doubt that, but I couldn't tell for sure. I will be seeing her today to hand the prince's letter, then I will tell you what I think of her. Besides, all women are beautiful, milady. But beauty should not be the end-all of a woman. <laughs> all women. I am a woman. And indeed, you are beautiful. Very beautiful. However, there is more to you than how you look. She hid her smile. No one dared tell her that without being pompous or shallow or a sycophant. In that case, thank you, good sir. You flatter me. Well, until I see you again. They bid adieu, and to the night's surprise, after an hour and he finally got the chance to hand the letter to the princess, it was the same lady. That was how Sir Ethan and Princess Emmanuel's love story started. Since their meeting, Ethan would always come to visit the princess to hand the letters as an excuse to see her, letters which he has personally written with the emerald seal of the crown prince of El Abra. Aside from his bravery and valor, every day his affection and love for the princess grew. He taught her how to tame horses, fight using swords, and be sharp with the bow and arrow, while she taught him how to open his heart and to someday fight for this forbidden affair. Sometimes he takes her to his secret place in the middle of the forest, a small, cozy abode surrounded by a rather barren garden, which someday he planned to fill with flowers. No, please, your highness, no. Ethan protested as he was cornered by the princess whom he fondly called El. Sir Ethan of El Abra, from the First Order of Leopold, I'm commanding you as a princess, successor of King Robert of the King of Allegria. Kiss me. But you have no jurisdiction over me, El. I am not bound to obey you, and even if I want to, I shouldn't. We have broken so many rules already, El. He was worried. How far can he push this without getting executed? And even if he will topple boundaries, climb mountains, cross oceans, or lose everything for her, it still would not be enough to protect her. His heart ached. El was tied to the laws of her land and the treaty. She was not allowed to date much more Mary someone beneath her rank. She will have to forfeit her role as a princess. She will be abandoned by her family and her people whom he, she loves so much. And for what? He will be beheaded anyway when they find out he broke his vows. In all the scenarios this will lead to, she will end up getting hurt. He needs to stop this now. She saw the sorrow in his eyes. She gently placed her hands on either side of his clean-shaven face and kissed him anyway. The taste of her soft lips made him realize how much he is craving for a forever with her. 
while he knew his soul would burn in hell for loving her passionately like this, it doesn't matter. Not at this moment, at least. If love does not destroy the way this would, why bother loving at all? Let this kiss linger more than a minute, maybe an hour. No, don't let it end. If there is a God out there, don't let us end, he pleaded to the unknown. You know, this is the end, right? He whispered. Yes, I know. Her mirth was replaced with misery. His heart was torn apart. He wanted to punch the walls. He questioned everything that he's known, but there's nothing he can do. I'm sorry, El. I'm so sorry, El. He kneeled, asking for forgiveness that wasn't needed in the first place. They were both silently crying, not moving from their spot, hoping that if they stay long enough, time would stop for them, hoping for a miracle that will never come. Say something, I'm giving up on you I'll be the one if you want me to Anywhere I would have followed you Say something, I'm giving up on you. Say something, I'm giving up on you. And I will swallow my pride. You're the She bent down and hugged him so tight, not wanting to let go. I am a knight. You are a warrior of love. There was begging in her voice. I don't always have to win all my battles, Elle. But you must keep fighting at least. I am fighting for you. That's why I am saying goodbye. I am fighting for you to be happy, even without me. But maybe, maybe we're only meant to be each other's happy memory. The rumors of the siege from another kingdom became a legitimate threat. The wedding of Prince Caspian and Princess Emmanuel was moved to an earlier date to defend both their lands. As much as she loves Ethan, she loves her people too. 
As a princess, it is her duty to protect the welfare of the citizens of her land. As a leader, she set her personal feelings aside to take care of the many. Even if it hurts, even if it hurts so much. The day of the royal matrimony came. Ethan helped Prince Caspian with the sword he would bring during the march. This should have been him. He should be the one wearing white, not this navy blue knight armor jacket and professing words of love to the only woman of his life. As Elle walked down the aisle, he glanced at her. And she glanced at him, teary-eyed, as he bravely put in a nonchalant face, when in fact, they both knew how devastated he was inside. She said her vows, looking at times to where Ethan was. Princess Emmanuel of the Kingdom of Alegria, do you take Prince Caspian of El Abra to be your lawfully wedded husband? In sickness and in health, in richer and in poorer, do you answer this call among the royal family? The princess looked at the knight who fought so hard not to cry. I do, she whispered as tears started to uncontrollably fall from her eyes. I now pronounce you husband and wife. started and the newlywed prince who only married his wife out of duty and obligation spent his time drinking and feasting with his comrades. Ethan drank whiskey straight out of the flask thinking that it would alleviate the pain even just a little. It felt like a dagger was plunged straight to his heart. If he pulls it out he dies. If he lets it linger he dies too. There was no way out of this suffering. Suddenly, he was dragged towards a chamber and, and there she was, radiant as the moon in her white wedding dress. Princess, he bowed. I am now your queen, she said in a stern voice. I'm sorry, your grace, he bowed again, avoiding her stares. Look at me. He did. 
He did and his tears started to fall as he clenched his fists. He wanted so much to envelope her in his arms and kiss her and make her his for the taking. As your queen, I have all the right to command you now and you will obey. Yes, your grace, undress me, but make love to me, she requested, but he did not budge. I, I, I can't do that. I am your queen. That's a command. She raised her voice, almost shouting, agony and torture in every octave. I cannot do that, your grace. That's a command. That's a command. She kept repeating, but her voice was pleading, not commanding. Please, I'm begging you. Following the whims of his broken heart, he tore her clothes and made love to her the whole night, memorizing every inch of her skin, worshipping her whole body, savoring how she tasted in his mouth, devouring her scent, loving her whole being and communing with her soul. In response, she allowed herself to be lost, lost in the ecstasy of their shared love. She allowed him to take her wherever he wanted. It was as if filling in their gaps was an explosion of something cosmically magical, and even when they were so close to each other, she wanted to cling to him some more. At the break of dawn, sleepy, exhausted, and satisfied, she saw him leaving. Stay. Stay with me. I can't. But I can love you. I can love you until the end of time. I can love you with all of me. But I can only love you from afar. And for now, that's all I can give. and ran into his arms. At least promise me that you'll come back safe from the war. I order you to. He nodded. I promise. I promise to stay alive for you. And I promise to love you. Always. And your majesty, please accept my humble gift. What is this? When the time is right, open it. When? You will know. Sieges have occurred, and every time he comes home, whether bloodied or not, he brings back a wild rose and plants it. As he battled with a sword, she fought 
with a pen and with her voice. As an empowered queen, she slowly changed the laws of the land to better suit the status quo, to allow fairness and equality to all. But there were fundamental rules in the treaty that did not allow legislations to be used retrospectively. Different wars happened, but he came back every time, and it was enough for the two of them to get a glance of each other. It was enough seeing him alive. It was enough seeing her protected and protecting her people. Loving each other from afar until one day he never came back. Her heart bled as she opened his gift. It was a brass key, a key which led to their secret place. A key with a garden now teeming with wild roses. A place where she goes when she wants to read his letters again. A place where can sh she can fully reminisce and feel him again as if he was still here. Someday I know tales, they always talk about Prince Charming, but they never mention the knight who killed the dragon to save the princess, while the prince marries her in the end. Sometimes, fate would let us experience a love so great, only to take it away. But it doesn't mean it wasn't meant, it doesn't mean it wasn't enough then. It doesn't mean it wasn't worth it. Love is not supposed to be lived just in the present. Love is a culmination of memories of the now and what will happen in the future. Love is pain without regrets. Love is happiness without asking for more. I know it's been a while since our eyes last met Too many words were left unsaid Your head was poking out of the driver's seat Eyes full of tears I couldn't leave 